One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Coming up on TMS, these fecal flakes taste like crap. The gun added eight pounds. What's David Letterman's beard doing these days? You know it's got talent. Hey, let's talk about my butt. I could really go for a cucumber. Cheap metal bastards. A pelt away from a QAnon shaman. The Seth Rogen experience. (laughs) Flat Earth confirmed. Butt butter now in tubes. Meat-based friends. He also believes in aliens. Der Turk Ergerns. Dust collecting with Bill. (laughs) Major spoilers and more on this episode of... The Morning Stream. You've never seen the task force from up here on my bridge, have you? No, sir, I haven't. Would you like to? Very much, sir. Snap off that light. We'll go out and have a look. Wendy, not a chance. The Morning Stream. The fresh snacks with a snack in the middle. This is the one Fletcher thing I don't understand. The fresh snacks with the snack in the middle. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Is that for combos or something? I don't know what that's for. I don't either. I've played it like, I don't know, a dozen times. And it just yeah. hit me. I don't really the know what he's saying. fresh snack with a snack in the middle? Yeah, the fresh snacks, plural, with a snack, snack singular, in the snack middle. in the middle. Huh. Is he talking about songs? Is he talking about... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Are we the snacks? Are we fresh? We're We're fresh. Oh. We're fresh snacks, Scott. And uh, I don't feel fresh, Mom. <laughs> Mom, I what don't feel when you don't have that uh, when you have that not so fresh feeling. <laughs> well, honey, as we walk around the park, and I give you advice on your <gasps> douche. <laughs> Just once, I'd like to see that commercial end with that. Yeah. Uh, so Brian stands before you, probably because he would. He would I stand rather, even. He would rather yeah. not sit, probably. Uh, given your, I don't know, your butt probably still hurts uh, a little. No, maybe f- a little. Fine today. Yeah, let's talk about it. So this was the weekend. This was the MS150 weekend. Saturday, got up at the ass crack of uh, before dawn. Yep. And 57 degree weather. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's all right. It's actually not too bad. You know what? Uh, we've I've had years where it was blazing hot and uh, and didn't rain, and I would trade those for this 57 degrees at the start never got higher than 72 we had um we had one big rain like one downpour right during our lunch stop and i sent a photo of that to the chat the chat we thought we were going to be there for half an hour waiting for it to Mm. to clear up because there was lightning when they told us at that point stay away from the poles the edges of the tents just stay in the middle of the tent because there's lightning nearby and Nobody go out on the course. So we're like, okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you got to do. And lunch stop was kind of the uh, the turning point for me. Or not turning point, but it was like a, a – there was before lunch stop and then there was after the lunch stop. Mm. And uh, 
was doing great. That was about the 40, about the 40th mile was the lunch stop. Okay. Sat down, ate. Tina and Aunt Barb were working. They were volunteering, so they were at that stop. It's in Berthoud for those who know the Colorado area, who want to look it up on the map. We started in Broomfield mm-hmm. and then rode up to Berthoud. And uh, uh, sat down, had a turkey sandwich, some chips, an orange, um, and then said, all right, well, I'm going to go reapply some butt butter. <laughs> yeah. And, Sorry, I was, just really, uh, and, I was really enjoying pee. the specificity of the uh, the orange and the uh, you were just like a, yeah, it was like a turkey menu. sandwich. Yeah. Well, somebody asked what was what was on the menu for oh, lunch. All right. Claire did. Fair enough. So uh, big thanks to Mike, a listener, Mike, uh, who sent like it arrived Friday, right? It arrived the afternoon or the evening before the ri- the ride. Open up this box from Amazon. It says, just want to thank you for all the stuff you do, TMS, and, and want to wish you a good ride. Open up the box, and it's a package. It's a, a tube of D's Nuts uh, butt butter or chamois butter. Yeah. And what's great is that it was a little tube that I could fit in my in the back of my uh, jersey. Because right now I've got like a vat of the chamois, whatever they call it, chamois butter, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, you scoop and it, the scoop tube it out was or whatever. perfect. Yeah. What's that? And you scoop it out with your hand normally, right? You scoop it out with your hand. And then you've yep. got this, you've got a hand mm-hmm. smeared with this uh, chamois butter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what am I doing with this? They did have some uh, Blink-182 uh, latex blue rubber gloves, I guess latex gloves, at a few of the rest stops in case you had a, a tub sure. of uh, butter. But anyway, so went in the bathroom. Here's what happened while I was in the bathroom. Go in the little, and it's a little plastic porta potty Sure. Go in there, close the door. I pee. I'm not going to go into detail about that. Mm. And I start hearing this like tapping. I'm like, oh, what's the tapping from? Even though I know exactly what the tapping is. And the tapping is getting louder and louder and more prominent and heavier. And I do a little <laughs> squeeze of uh, uh, grease into my into the chamois, pull up my pants, wash my hands. And as I'm doing all that, the tapping has turned into just machine gun fire hitting the roof of this porta potty and I open the door and I'm hit with kind of a gust of wind and all of this rain coming sideways at me into the into the porta potty. Mm. Wow. So I kind of run my way back over to the tent where uh, my uncle is. My uncle and I pretty much rode the ride roughly together the whole way. Uh he's a he's a stronger rider than me on flats and downhills. Uh uphills I think I can get I think I haven't beat on uphills but so there were lots of times we were separated by a mile or two, but we met at every at every stop and, and left every stop together. And it's never wall to wall people, right? You you pass that up in the beginning of the race. There's not there's, you know. even even that, right? I mean, there's the wall to wall people at the very beginning, um, uh, but they staggered everything because of they're still practicing safe protocols and stuff. So they staggered the race and only had one team cross the starting line at any given time. And then said, okay, uh, Linda Luz, uh, get up here. It's going to be your turn to cross the starting line. All right, ain't too proud to sag. You guys get up here. Coneheads, you guys come up here. Coneheads are a team that actually have orange safety cones uh, glued to their helmets. Mm. Oh, wow. Lots of people actually have stuff like, there's a lot of, a lot of I don't want to say cosplay, a lot of dress up for this. The, the, it's really what people glue to their uh, their helmets. Some people have like longhorn horns on them, and 
Here's the Captain America helmet. I can't remember. You were going to do something like that, right? I was going to, I have the wings over there that I 3D printed. I never ended up gluing them to my, Uh, um, to my helmet. Okay, but you wore the helmet, right? But I wore the I wore the orange helmet. I didn't wear the the blue Captain oh, America one because but... it's it's more solid. Less air gets through that thing, and um, I, th- it, I thought it would be hotter after seventy five miles of riding. Yeah, you need the you need the cool air. Sure. You need the breeze, man. I get it exactly. Yeah. So uh, so the the rain is just pouring down, and they're telling us, "Yeah, get under the tents and stay away from the poles on the edge of the tents because there's lightning." And we're like sitting there thinking, oh my God, how long is it going to take for this thing to blow over? Hmm. And we are puddled together. There is no social distancing going on under this tent. Sure. Probably about 60 of us in one under one of these tents. Sure. Finally, it clears up and we're like, let's just go for it. It's still kind of sprinkling a little bit, but whatever, it'll pass. And we look back and the, the way the wind is blowing from uh, the north going to the south there's blue sky the clouds are breaking up and we're thinking all right that's great this is this is going to break up we're going to have sunshine the whole rest of the way yeah uh we did for a while and that was that that leg that was like a 14 mile leg from the lunch stop to the next rest stop um that's actually uh well no i take that back i was gonna say that's where most of the video was shot but now the video shot shot earlier sure but that was a difficult leg for me. I don't know what it was about the hills on that leg, but I was struggling. I was like, you know, heavy breathing. I was uh, uh, having to stop at the top of hills to catch my breath. My um, my watch was telling me that I was up at about 165, as high as 170 uh, beats per minute. So I'm like, okay, let's let's see if I can. Uh, <laughs> catch my breath and get my heart rate down that was the highest i ever saw was like 170 Mm. then you get the downhills and it like you know cools you off a little bit and also gives you some momentum for the next hill um got up to or got basically through that stop uh to the next rest stop called got into the chat room and chatted with everybody for a minute while we while we waited got back on Another 14 miles to the last rest stop before the finish line. I'm like, all right, yeah, totally going to do it. Uh, this is good. I'm all right, good. Then we get to what is what has been defined on this ride as the beast. Now, I have not uh, ever crossed the finish line at Broomfield. The, the, the times that I've done the ride before, they either pulled us off the course for lightning on the second day, and I never saw the finish line, or never went to the finish, uh, the finish line uh, uh, down there. Or there was one year I did the did the Saturday, got sick, and couldn't do the Sunday, so I never got to uh, cross the finish line. Sure. So I'm going to do it today. I'm totally going to do it today. But I round this corner, and ahead of me is the beast, and it is a a wall. <laughs> It's a hill that is going straight up, and if if you if you go to my uh, the Facebook post where I post the Strava ride, you can analyze. You can click the analyze button and see the um, the elevation changes, and you get to that last mile, and it is a straight up. So hmm. at that point, I'm like, "All right, Brian, you got this. You can do this." I I switch my playlist to uh muse <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like they pick the perfect songs for me pick that one that's like yeah, you've got to be the best you gotta you know it's like that that whole sure. that whole muse like sure. you can do it 
song. It's firing you up. It's getting you ready to. It is firing me yeah. up. Got it. And I'm what I'm doing is I'm focusing. I'm not even looking straight ahead. I'm looking down at the my front wheel and the ten feet in front of my front wheel because if I look at that and I just pedal, then I don't. Uh, then I don't see. I don't get psyched out by the hill in front of me. And then the rain came back. <laughs> and it started pouring down on us again, like like another not quite the downpour we had at the lunch stop, but a a moderate rain, probably sure. close to the the photo that you sent me uh, the day before the video you sent me the day before. Sure. And it's like, all right, I'm just gonna do it. I'm not, I'm not gonna stop. And I had, I had Tina in my head saying, "You got this, Brian." I had my uncle in my head saying, "You got this." I had you in my head saying, "You got this." Like, you know, just focusing, taking my mind off the road by thinking about all these people who would be like cheering me on as I do this. Yeah. Finally, get to the top of the hill, make the right turn, and it's really just like a coast down 112th Avenue. Back to the finish line. Uh, you like and, a good coast uh, at the end, right? That's how you want it. Like a good coast at the end. I, I would have liked. I would have liked a longer coast at the end. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, cross the finish line for the first time uh, on the on on that leg and the Broomfield leg, and uh, and and the rest is history. They well didn't done. have medals for us this year. First year that I do the whole thing, and they didn't have medals for oh, us. Oh, so. why? Why? Why yeah. not? What was the deal? Uh, they blamed COVID, but I don't know what the deal is with that. How do you what what, what about what about a medal is oh, anti is, come is on. uh the great metal be... shortage of twenty twenty one? Come on, that doesn't sound totally, right. totally. Yeah, unless it was I don't know, maybe it's special metal they use for the medals. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Metal for the uh, Leninate asks, where would you say you are on the right? Towards the front, the middle, or the back? I would say I'm because we sat there and watched a lot of the writers come in after after I did. I'd say it was probably two thirds from the from the head of the pack. It's pretty good, and that was the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. It's certainly not a race. They say you know, it's not a race. Ride your own ride. Ride what's comfortable. Sure, whatever. No heart attack. But uh, yeah, uh, man, the there are some freaking powerhouse people that do this thing year after year after year. Oh yeah, and I'll be going up a hill. And these guys will zip past me like they're going like somehow they've bent the laws of physics and they're going downhill like. <laughs> and I'm <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I I have I have a feeling there's just, there's a group of people that are just like hey there's a bike race every other day and I'm gonna go to all right of them. So. yeah the, some of the people had just done the previous weekend just done ride the Rockies which uh, is like you take this one. And take that little elevation thing of showing the hills and valleys and stretch it <laughs> vertically about, you know, three times. And that's like the things you're doing for the Ride the Rockies. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, 79.7 miles total clocked in on uh, on Strava. And uh, I'm just so glad it was a one day this year because I would not have been able to ride the second day. Yeah, it'll, I don't know how you even do the first, let alone the second. So oh. I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. anyway, well those, those of you who contributed and donated, big thanks to all of you. And uh, uh, that money goes right to uh, to fight the fight against MS, which my aunt has. Uh, Mava listener in the, the chat room, has uh, Mikey um, Newman, I think. Mikey Newman in the chat room has or in the, in the Tadpool family has it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, did you did your aunt ride this year or uh, no? I can't remember. She she didn't. Some. Her cardiologist told her not to. So she and Tina did the um, volunteered at the last oh, stop. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. Well, if you yeah. think that's interesting, wait until tomorrow when Brian tells us about freeze dried. <laughs> that's right exactly yeah, yeah mystery date uh tina and i did a mystery date this weekend the news or the the story about that will be tomorrow it's a quicker story yeah well uh, and uh, look forward to that everybody we like to keep you hanging we want you wanting more from that's our right. lives i will tell you a brief uh interaction i had yesterday that made me yeah laugh for about a half an hour uh, okay not yesterday sorry saturday we went to the the farmer's market over here by us yeah oh yeah just walked over it's very nice uh it wasn't too hot yet it was about 10 a.m <clears throat> so we're like, we'll get out there before the before the sun's really pounding down on us or whatever. But I'm still I'm wearing like a long sleeve white tee uh, mm-hmm. to keep the sun off me, and uh, this hat that makes me look like I'm picking weeds or something. I don't know. It's just I look like an idiot. <laughs> okay, uh, but I have horrible, stupid white guy skin. I got to be careful. So yeah, I'm out there sizzle, doing that. We sizzle when we go outside. Yeah, it's bad. So we're out there doing that, and it's fine. Everything's great. There's a bunch of booths and tents and. People selling artwork and food and salsas and jams and jellies and just all the kind of thing you see at oh, one of these things. I love a good farmer's market. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And all the kids came and met up with us, and uh, we all went together. And so we're doing that, and we get to this uh, this tent full of... Or actually, it was the same as I had last week. I think I mentioned I had African food. I think for the first time. Oh, yeah. I've never had this before. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. And it's this yeah. amazing family who runs this booth who are from Africa. I don't remember where... Uh, crap! I should remember the country in uh, within the continent of Africa, but I forgot. But anyway, sure. super nice people, amazing accents. Like they've got that whole, you know, if you like chicken, you can. It's just this amazing, like deep, very not here accent. I love it, yeah. and uh, just beautiful people. Anyway, and they're so nice. And I'm like, we're going there again. We got to go talk to those people. They were awesome last time, so let's go over there. So the line's kind of long, and we're not sure we're gonna. This is gonna be good or not. Because it's taking forever. And then I overhear this conversation between the dude who is ahead of all of us in line, who's talking to the guy who runs the thing. Uh And he goes, now tell me about this. Tell me about a rapist, a rapist. (laughs) And I went, my ears went bling, like, whoa, what? What are we doing? And I look over here and I see this guy asking this dude about a rapist. And the guy goes, he goes, no, 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 Arab. It's Arapas, Arapas, or some. He was. I'm not sure. I'm even saying it right, but he was like trying to <laughs> say it correctly. He goes. So he goes. Air a air air a rapist a rapist. He just kept doing it. He couldn't get it right. He just kept saying a rapist over and over and over. Uh, and I was laughing so hard I couldn't hardly contain my freaking self. I was like losing it. I just wanted to walk over to this guy. You know, as white as I am, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Struggling with Arab, is it Arapas? Arapas? I'm not sure how you say it. Claire's, Claire's spelling Ar- it. Right. Arapa. I think it still is Arapas. Is, is it Arapas? Arapas. The little, they're like uh, fat tacos, aren't they? Or fat. Kind of. They look, they look like rolled, uh, yeah, like a sandwich, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I didn't get one, but yeah. Um, this guy could not stop. And then when the guy would correct him, it wasn't like he said, okay, yeah, I'll have that. He went, Oh, so a rapist? A rapist? (laughs) And I realized this guy doesn't even hear himself. He doesn't know what he's saying. Right, yeah. he's. uh... But the guy in the booth knew. He was like all uncomfortable and going, "Uh, please don't say it anymore. (laughs) Like, just Uh, Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, it was hilarious. Maybe you need to consult your the rapist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
well, rapist. Anyway, yeah. It was a real dumb moment, and I enjoyed it. But my friend Andrew stopped oh, by uh, a so com- right completely now. random yeah. visit by my old pal Andrew, who is as close as I have to a meet meet space best friend, I guess, someone who I've just known I'm- forever. I've known him since, I don't know, when did we meet? 94. We've been hanging out since. Uh, here and there it used to be all the time like just constantly if we we go to each other's house and beat like the entirety of metal gear solid in two days kind of friendship <laughs> that sort of thing cool. anyway uh he came by and uh he's a gun he's a complete gun nut freak loves the guns mm. can't get enough okay. of the guns collects them has a, a cold storage cement bunker basement thing full of them it's just his thing he's into it uh sure. he he happened to have in his truck one of the guns and so I thought, hey, I'm going to hold that gun because I want to see what this is. I've never held an AR-15. I want to see what this is like. So uh-huh. I held it, and I have a picture to show you and the chat of the okay. gun that I held. Hold on. Oh, there my it is. God. <laughs> now, tell me I don't look like a dude on January 6th or something. Like, look at me. <laughs> Like, you are just one pelt away from being the QAnon shaman. Yeah, it's kind of that way. Uh, the the wide angle, he took it in that widespread Man, iPhone angle. Who's who's in the uh, driver's seat of that car, Scott? I got to know. Yeah, please, ma'am, please exit the vehicle. I'm I'm making a citizen's arrest, please. Give me your burrito. <laughs> um, but it really widescreened me and made me fat looking, so I think it added about eight pounds. But anyway, whatever. The point is... <laughs> That gun the camera is. Eight pounds. I've heard that. I've heard that phrase. Yes. That clip is empty, so I, I didn't, and I didn't have my finger yeah. on the trigger ever. I'm smart enough to know that. I've been through some training, sure. but uh, it 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 freaked me out. I was holding this, and I and it and it hit me. I'm like, oh wait, this is one of those guns that everyone always uses to like shoot up a store. Like this is that yeah. gun. Yeah, it's an AR-15. That thing right there on top by my eye is a red dot sight, which I've only ever messed with in Ooh. a video game. Yeah, like, so it actually is a laser sight. Yeah, so that's cool. Sight. So I was putting a laser on the other side of his door in his truck there, and then on the front, I guess that's a flashlight. Um, okay. But it's like a full blown tactical hoo ha, and he keeps this just in his truck. This is his truck gun, well, and uh, you wouldn't know it if you looked at him. He's like this fancy boy dressed, slick back hair, perfect teeth looking. Uh, the stereo. I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is this: this is the, the stereotype doesn't doesn't apply to him. I mean, you might even think, oh, truck, but this is just like utility for him. He usually drives a BMW hybrid. Like, he's kind of a, <laughs> uh, you know, a, he's one of those guys, but he's, he, what does loves he expect? His guns. Uh, you know, I support, I support anybody who's licensed and has, has had training to, to own guns. Totally, totally fine with that. But what is he expecting to happen that he's going to need to have an AR 15 at a moment's notice when he's out driving his truck? Well, he also believes in aliens. And so, okay. Uh, <laughs> I take back. I think that should be actually on the form. Well, no, you know what? There, there are there have to be aliens, right? Infinite universe. Yeah, there uh, is, yeah. It'd be it'd be silly to think that there's not other life forms out there. But right. I mean, he mainly just like shooting the things. Like he'll take them to you know uh, shooting ranges, right? But the problem yeah. is these days, and ask anybody who's really into gun stuff. Uh, I guess rounds, like the actual bullets, are extremely expensive right now. Sure. And sure. it's because of a shortage. So. Um, and he explained it to me. So here, there's going to be a bunch in our audience who maybe want to correct some of this because I'm not sure he's right. But this is what his explanation to me. He says, look, back in the Obama years, all gun enthusiasts thought they were going to have their guns taken away. They didn't, yeah. but they thought they were. Right. That's right. Whatever. Exactly. They thought, oh, as soon as uh, yeah. so-and-so takes. Yep. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. There were enough mass shootings during Obama where we didn't do anything that I think they were probably safe. But 
part of that business thrives on hysteria, right? It thrives on, they're going to take what? I'm going to stock up. That's how it works. Uh, next administration comes in. The, that's a downtime for the business because the no threat or the no perceived threat to your to someone taking your stuff means that nobody's rushing out buying things, which means it's not being manufactured at, uh, at the levels it was, which means you potentially set yourself up for a potential shortage. Then a new administration comes in that isn't so pro-gun. And now you kind of go back to the same pattern, except now there are less bullets to buy because they didn't make that many. And there's a re- like people, he, he was like, there's a reason why uh, the NRA is uh, almost went bankrupt during the Trump years or may still because uh, they you just, it just isn't, you're just not seeing the money as, as often because no one's, no one's afraid of getting their guns taken because they're whatever the perceived threat just isn't there. So there's like this right, ringer, exactly. ringer, ringer. But he says you're spending like three bucks around right now. So imagine wow. one bullet, three bucks. Two bullets, it's, it's, a whole, it's the razor mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, give them the gun for free, but really, you'll rake them over the coals on the ammo. Yeah, so there's probably more to this. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more to this. I don't know. Of but course, if, of course. If whatever those details are, someone will also have to email in. I claim to be no expert on any of this, but... But uh, but he and I should clarify his thing with aliens is he's always he's always loved like what's the show on History Channel with the guy with the hair <laughs> that guy he loves <laughs> that with, yeah he loves that stuff he he he, yeah, he watches it called. yeah he's I really know, I only know it by the meme yeah. right so ancient ancient, ancient aliens, aliens. Yeah. yeah so I've always teased him about that giving him a hard time about it but you know whatever there yeah. I once again I came away from this interaction going. Yeah, I, I mean, I really don't want any of these. I don't want this. I don't want the responsibility of these guns. Even if I'm, yeah. Even if I'm, you know, fully licensed and all this training and the this and the that and the other thing. I just, I don't know. I got other hobbies and I don't want to. Oh, shoot. for sure. Yeah. I, I don't want to ever. Like, I don't want to get paranoid either. Where I, where I think, well, the only way to do anything is if you have a gun. Exactly. With you. Like, I know there are people yep. who think that way, and that's fine. Think what you're going to think. I just, I don't know if it's for me. It's not, it's not my my bag. But it was fun holding it because you know it's like a big toy. It's like a big, uh, dangerous, horrible toy sometimes, but a toy. Like it's a the thing I know. I know what he likes about it. He loves like German engineering and cars with like really refined qualities, like like alloy wheels and um i don't know paint jobs that will never go away and you know he's really into like precision engineering and guns if you're a gun fetishist you're, you're all into that stuff you know you love that yeah. so anyway it's fun stuff everybody uh don't <laughs> don't shoot people is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying yeah please don't right <laughs> uh, let's get into uh some fun today yeah with a pal of ours uh I don't have him handy. Here he is. Now he's handy. We're adding him to the call. We're going to play a game. It's not tic-tac-toe. Uh, where are we here? Okay, there we go. And then... Uh, we're, we talked to you. I'll, I'll, I'll vamp while you get him on Discord. <laughs> yeah, I'm all out. Oh, here he is. He's here now. Join us in welcoming Brian Dunaway to the show. Hello, Brian. 
Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you guys? Oh, good, man. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I feel good. Yeah. I don't feel like I have any little people in me or anything. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. You don't want another. You don't Dennis want a Quaid inside of you? Got a little yeah. Dennis Quaid out of there. He's not in there. You it's don't all want a, good. You don't I want feel a strange, much better today. You don't want a strange man inside you, do you? You don't want that. No. No one wants that. In a strange, in a strange place. <laughs> We uh, if the if the hint isn't strong enough, we watched Inner Space for Film Sack this weekend, and uh, just yesterday, in fact, and it's up and posted now. So if you wanted to see whether or not the Martin Short Dennis Quaid uh, 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 Joe Dante epic is still any good, maybe that's where you could go check that out. And it is, by the way, it's very good. We enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. Holds up. For sure. Uh, Brian's good to have you here. We're going to play Babel Royale, and uh, Brian here will explain which kind we're going to do today. Brian? That's correct. Yes, we're going to play The Morning Squirm. This is a back-and-forth trivia game where uh, Scott and Brian will match wits on topics that uh, Cliff Clavin would have offered up at the uh, Chisba. Uh, Scott and Brian are going to take turns answering multiple-choice trivia questions, and if they get it wrong, the other player gets a point. Uh, player with the most points after five questions wins the prize for their contestant. These contestants, by the way, are pulled from members of the Tadpool that aren't able to listen live. So Scott is going to be playing for Corey from Adelaide, Australia. Good day, mate. Mm. And uh, Brian Dunaway is going to be playing for Chad from Sox City, Wisconsin, which is the home of Culver's. Oh, Culver's. That's no. a burger. You, you can get a burger at Culver's. You can get a burger there. A butter beer burger. No, butter burger. Something. Butter, butter burger. A butter burger. Yeah. Gotta go. love Culver's. Uh, all right. So uh, I never keep track of who won the last one, but I think uh, what we'll no. do is we'll. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Did you win the last one, Brian, <laughs> last week? No, no, no. I mean, you keep track of it. I know you do somewhere. I don't. Yes. I really don't. In your crazy list. little head. Go ahead. I don't, but I've got, all right, I've got the heads or tails method here. TMS Vegas coin. Uh, this side with the heads, with Scott and my heads on it, is yep. heads. Yeah. This side with just the little red stripes is tails. Here we go. You've given one of those and... away this week, by the way, to somebody. Oh, cool. I found oh, You one. know, I've, I've flipped it and I have it held under my hand. Mm. Uh, Scott, call it. Heads. Uh, heads. heads. Tails. Damn it. It is. Oh. Right, then he goes first. Damn it. We're going to get this, Chad. Brian. <laughs> Damn it. In 2008, two sisters found this and sold it on eBay for $1,350. Was it a potato that looked like Abe Lincoln, a piece of bread that looked like it had Jesus' face on it, a cornflake shaped like Illinois, or a carrot that looked like a perfect penis? Oh, my gosh. That last one took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. How do you define perfect penis? Yeah, I don't know. All right. <laughs> just like a, yeah, don't know. <laughs> and this was when 2008, because it was 2008, late. 2008. They found this and sold it on eBay for thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Well, I think that's kind of high for the perfect penis. So I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a. You know, I like cereal, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, the 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 flake. You say was it a? Was oh, the cornflake. Yeah, cornflake like Illinois. That's it. All right. Is it a cornflake shaped like Illinois? It is. Oh Brent wow! Dante has a point. Well done. I wouldn't have in a million. I would have years. paid that. I wouldn't. Have I only years. only reason why I picked that was because it was a cereal trivia. <laughs> right. <laughs> we do that. All right, uh, Scott. Yeah. 
Which of these activities has a 1 in 4,292 chance of you getting smashed by a car? Okay. Is it walking, skateboarding, bicycling, or roller skating? Gives you a 1 in 4,292 chance of getting smashed by a car. So so smashed by a car meaning like run into a car. Yeah, just get hit by a car. Okay. I don't know what he no, says smashed. He's smashing on you. Yeah, that's a weird, yeah. that's a weird yeah. thing. It's a weird. Uh, yeah. It's a weird way it's phrased. But I'll say skateboard. It just feels like something they'd have numbers for since it's prominently right. featured in cities and things. Is it skateboarding? Oh, it is not. Damn it! Oh, would it be? Yeah. Is do I, I get a do I get a you shot? Get a point, you get a point anyway. But what do you think it is? I think it's bikes. It's not. It's walking. Actually, yeah. Really? Walking has gives you a one in four thousand two hundred ninety two chance of getting hit by a car. I'm trying to wow. figure out if that's good or bad. Well, I mean, uh, it bad seems like bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, but what does it increase over your regular walking to the car? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I sure. See. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You know, like most people fall in the tub and get hurt more often than if you get in a right, car accident exactly. or whatever. Right. But, yeah. I don't what know. I, contextualization. Yeah. Interesting. Everything. Everything's got a risk. Like right now, what am I risking? Electricity, probably some kind of uh, blowout. <laughs> this Mac Mini's going to explode right. in my saying, face. Saying something stupid and losing the house. Yeah. You know. <laughs> There is that, yes. Something like uh, that. All right, Brian, this one will come back to you. Uh, speaking of dying, <laughs> morbid, uh, you're 9% more likely to die on which of these holidays? Oh. Is it New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, or New Year's Day? So New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, or New Year's Day? I seems like Christmas to see... Oh, 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 we lost you. Oh, Brian, you're here. Okay, oh, here you're we good. go. Now we get you back. Okay. You cut out for a sec. You're good. You're, you're here you're now, good. yes. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm good. I didn't die. So what's the day? Like, July the 4th? No, not quite. All right. I'm going to go with Christmas for a, for an increased chance of dying, you big dummies. Yeah. All right. Is it Christmas? It is. Oh, yes, man. The what point. the frick? How, wow. how did you know that? How did I know that? Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest holiday of the year. It's the only time. I mean, I, I would think, think I would have guessed New Year's Eve for people just over drinking and, and right. dying, doing stupid but things I, drunk. I don't think people probably, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it would be New Year's Eve. I do have an exacto knife with me. I wonder if I that. I think oh, it's very stressful. I mean, isn't that like the most stressful holiday of the year? Christmas? Yeah, but but like, why would it lead? I don't know why it would lead to more deaths. But heart attacks. You must you must be. I mean, obviously you're right. Suicide, heart sure, attacks. Sure. Uh, too much uh, Christmas chicken or whatever you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I mean, you got you get a new BB gun. You shoot your eye out with it. That's right. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. Look, I've got this this exacto uh, knife, and I don't know why I have it here, but this will be the cause of I'll, I'll like actually nick an artery or something. That's how I'm going to go. I'm going to put that way over here. <laughs> Jeez. Way over yeah. <laughs> I always worry all about right. reaching to my supply box of art supplies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you got to you just keep a cover on there. Keep a little. Yeah. Keep a little uh, cover on your exacto knife like sure. that. Why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, back to you. Okay. All right. Um, according to the FDA, uh-huh. the average person consumes about a pound of this in their food each year. Oh. Is a it? Pound. Okay. Is it A, fecal flakes? Ooh. B, human fecal hair? <laughs> B, human Gross. hair? Yeah. C, untraceable chemicals? Or D, insects? A pound per year. A pound. According to the FDA. 
gotta be. There's no way it's fecal flakes. That's too much per year. Maybe per I'm just gonna. Month. I love fecal flakes, so I'm gonna fecal flakes do that all day. It stays crispy mm. even in milk. Yeah, even in right. Milk. Um, shit. This tastes like shit. Uh, <laughs> Mikey, he likes it. All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the bugs, insects. Insects. Is it insects? It is insects. Okay. Is it really? That yeah. I can deal with. How? For the FDA, you eat about a pound of insects in your food every year. That sounds so made up. There's no way it's a pound. Holy Moses. The FDA says, are you argue, take it up with them, Dunaway. All right. All right. And you get the last question here. Brian, uh, this might, which of these facts about rats is true? Oh, a, they're jerks. They're jerks. Uh, a, they can tread water for up to 40 hours. Mm. B, they actually have sex with other species outside of rats. Yeah. C, they can actually laugh. Or D, mother rats can train their babies to avoid traps. Interesting. Um, I actually have seen some trivia on this. Uh, and rats, they do swim. And, uh, and they can do it for a long time. That's how they get from... A place you wouldn't think they'd get to, to a place like, how do rats get here? Mm. I'm going to go with A. Mm. All right. So the, can they tread water for up to 40 hours? Oh, no, they can't. They oh. can swim for long periods of time, but not for 40 hours. Scott, do you, you got the point. Do you have a guess? Give me the other, what were the other three? Yep. They have sex with uh, species outside of rats. Yeah. They can actually laugh, or mother rats can train their babies to avoid traps. I'm going to go with that last one, the mother rats business. They're freaky smart. It is, it is rat. not. Rats oh. can actually laugh. Really? Oh, what? Weird. What? I yes. want to hear a rat now, laugh. I, I wanna, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Now, I know Rizzo dates outside of his species. There is uh, a video. I'll give you a little video. Oh, there's tons of these. You can tickle them and stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, no. my gosh. All right. Do not here's, tickle your rats. Here's an ultrasonic rat giggle. Okay. Let's see if this will play. Wait, why is the volume? New research oh, it's really quiet. Okay, hold on. During a tickle attack. For Scientific American, this is Catherine Caruso. Okay, I don't want ASMR lady. Sci- a rat into a fit of tickles. <sighs> Here we go. New research okay, so they, it's a weird sound, but it's a, it's a laugh, eh? That's an actual laugh they're making? Apparently it's an actual <laughs> laugh, yes. All right. Oops. Who's who's betting this? I'm not. I'm not buying it, scientist. Oh, he's laughing. I'm telling you. No, he's not. No, it's, it's totally a laugh. No, it's totally not. a laugh. Uh, final score: Brian Dunaway with three points, yeah. Scott with two points. Congratulations yeah. to Chad from Sock City, Wisconsin. You're going to get a copy of Railway Empire and Battlestar Galactica Deadlock on both Steam. Fantastic oh. games, both of those. Very good games. Yeah, I, and, I just uh, played uh, Railway Empire last night for uh, about an hour. That game is so wow. good. Yeah, it's really good. You 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 got two good ones there, and that that Battlestar Galactica. Don't let the the licensing sort of junkware fool you. It's like a really yeah. good strategy game based in the BSG really? universe. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, Corey from Adelaide, Australia, you're not going home empty-handed. You might already be home. 
uh, empty-handed, but uh, we're not going to be responsible for you going home empty-handed. You're going to get a copy of Basingstoke. Basingstoke? Basingstoke? Basingstoke. Ba- ba- Basingstoke. Sure. I don't know. Also on Steam. Well, well done. Congratulations. So nobody gets a carrot shaped like the perfect penis? No. Nobody gets a carrot shaped like the perfect penis. No Sorry. one ever does. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. Well done there, uh, uh, Chad and Corey. Uh, sorry, but also you got a good thing, so don't worry about it too much. Hey, Dunaway, today we're doing the boob show. Wait, what? People say what? It's usually Tuesdays. We're back to Mondays. <laughs> People say what? Had People to sh- say what? I got a thing on Tuesdays now that's a little bit interfery that time frame, so we're moving it back to Mondays. Monday at 3.30 Mountain Time. That'll be today at 3.30 Mountain for the live show, and of course on the podcast whenever you want to get it. Uh, for, what are you uh, reviewing? What game? What Just to give them a what tease. Is, what is, it's it's going to be a demo game. It's going to be uh, it's going to be scary puppets. Ooh, scary puppets! I don't know. What that yeah, is. it's going to be a scary puppet game. I'm sure it's great. Oh, here's I'm going to hear Brian's laughing uh, video. I missed it. Hold on. So here's a laughing rat, the one that Brian uh, Ibbett put in the thing. Okay, here's old man. Rat tickler. Old man t- to animals rat playing, we yeah. have heard <laughs> tickler. what appeared to be the sounds of laughter. <laughs> and uh, we studied these for a couple of years without quite understanding that this might be laughter. Okay, here we go. And then one day we decided <laughs> that we had to he, uh, obtain these down to our auditory. Yeah. Tickle. These animals Wait, be she- laughter. Is These animals, really laughter, with- dude. That little, that little. Are we sure yeah. they're not just being, you know, like irritated and we're bugging them? Like- <laughs> right. Uh, totally right. might well, be. Whatever. That's uh, their. I'm about to bite you. Noise. Yeah. That video also was rough shape. Anyway, hey. Yeah. Uh, the, so that that'll be today, three thirty Mountain Time. Check it out. Uh, me and Brian Dunaway doing a show about video games in the indie space, and we love doing it. Brian, anything else you want to mention? No, rats can swim for a really long time. Yeah, nice. Well then, bye. All right, so he's gone. Uh, <laughs> do tune in because uh, I have stuff to say about a game that I cool. think is pretty rad, and uh, we want you to be. I know it's not indie, but have you been playing any uh, Mario Golf? I have been. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. I think it's a. It is a well-made mascot based golf game but it doesn't do anything crazy or special it just sort of is a good okay golf game it is yes and if that's what you want as well, you're good I, if that's what you're I'm looking still for a little, i'm a little irritated by the whole run to your ball it's like how oh, i don't want to do that just, yeah it's you know. the, they want you to play speed golf and that's fun yeah. with multiplayer you know like that's a really good time but in oh like, that's true yeah in the ai stuff it's not it's not my favorite yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, how do I put this? It's a competent, competent. entry yeah. in the series. It's not going to blow your minds or break the mold or change the world. Like the adventure mode part of it is more of an extended tutorial than it is anything else, which is kind of a bummer because I wanted that to be sort of a deep story thing. Uh, Wario is in it. So therefore higher points just for him being in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's okay. I'll say it's, it's a okay. Seven out okay. of ten, Brian. Seven right. out of ten. That's good. Yeah, that's, I think that's a that's an adequate review. Yeah, <laughs> for an adequate game. Yeah, it's not the it's not quite meh. You know, like it's not right. bad. It certainly isn't no. bad. It's not even close to bad. No, but is it a is it worth fifty nine bucks? 
at the level that it is, maybe not, but also they've promised new courses, new stuff coming down the road. Like they're going to constantly yep. feeding free content into it. And that may change the whole opinion because that's cool when they do that. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's all right. Let's just put it that way. All right, yeah. Brian, let's do this. In the news is sponsored by. You'll find quality in our corner. Hey, it's time for the news and it's brought to you by. And we just mentioned it. Speaking of which, boop, moving days. It's Mondays again, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time today. As you heard Brandon and Scott talking about it, go to frogpants.tv for the live stream. And then later on the podcast, that's 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And yes, for the chat, uh, for the questions, it's the whole roster. It's Waluigi. It's Wario. Yeah. It's Toad. It's Toad, Princess. Everybody. It's Bullet yeah. freaking Bill. Or no. Um, bomb, Bill. bomb King. Whatever bomb King. Yeah, the bomb, big fat bomb guy. He's yeah. in it. Um, all of all of uh, Bowser's kids, of course. Bowser, Donkey Kong. I think Diddy right. Kong's even in it. I'm not sure actually about that, hmm. but they're all in it. It's what you expect. It's one of those, and the and just a good old fashioned like, like you can. Here's the thing, Brian. You want to avoid that run into your ball thing. Just play yep. the golf mode, like the normal. Let's just go do holes. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to do adventure mode to see what it was like. But yeah, if I do, I, I try to game under golf mode, and it's like yeah, boom, it's just, boom, hit it's it. just golf. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. fine if that's what you're looking for, which I kind of was. Totally good. It's a good, yeah. good golf game. But you know, the truth is, if you're somebody out there who already owns like like uh, PGA 12K or 12 or 2K 12 or 21, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, on the Switch or anywhere else, you're probably good. That's mm-hmm. that's golf. There's nothing right, nothing revolutionary about this golf yeah. game, but yeah. So we'll see. They're, they're going to improve it over time. So maybe we'll be nailed it. Uh, Conan <laughs> O'Brien. Uh, has uh, retired from his show on TBS. He's done. He's out. I don't know if you knew this. Okay. Did you know this? Do you know he's done? I didn't know this. Yeah, I, I've been seeing. I haven't watched any of it, but I've been seeing uh, recommended clips that you know with uh, people visiting him for his last week. I hear Homer Simpson even was a uh, a guest on the show, which is pretty cool because his it's still arguable that the best years of the Simpsons were head written by Conan O'Brien before yes, he left. Agreed. That. Um, but that's 28 years, only two years or a year and wow. a half or something shy of uh, of Johnny's full run. The difference is Johnny's full run was that was all of the Tonight Show, and this is Conan O'Brien with late night, then brief Tonight Show, then long run on TBS. Like it's all kind of combined those numbers. But uh, he's also going on to HBO Max with something new, so it's not like he's leaving. He's got a whole hmm. another show. It's still going to be talk show format, I assume. Probably some cool, yeah. probably some other stuff like he does. I mean, his best stuff is when he takes the camera somewhere and screws screws around. So maybe it'll be more stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he smoked pot on air. What? Yeah. With uh, what Seth- is he? What is he? Joe Rogan and uh, Elon Musk? Close. It's Seth Rogan instead. Oh. Uh, one of the Rogans, just not the Rogan you think. Um, the Seth Rogan experience. There I you go. What that is on Tuesday's episode of Conan O'Brien. So it's been a it's been a bit. It's been a, almost a week. Yeah. Uh, he sought some life advice from actor producer Seth Rogen. You seem like a guy who's relaxed, centered, like you know, uh, like you know who they are, like you know who you are. Uh, says the late night host. I'm going to have a lot of free time on my hands for a while. We're going to start uh, something else up, but I think I'm going to have some downtime. And honestly, I'm not even kidding. I don't know what to do with the downtime. So then, Rogen says. <laughs> and then he said, "Yes, I get the sense, or I get that sense from you, who quickly uh, arrived at a recommendation as far as how O'Brien might fill these days. I would suggest this is going to be a hilariously on-brand. Try smoking a lot of weed for a long time." He continued. O'Brien told Rogan, while he considers marijuana to be a fine herb uh, and passes no judgment on those who smoke it, he himself does not normally partake. 
Uh, he says, I enjoy my lucidity, he quipped. And then uh, Rogan responded with, never a sentence I thought, or never a sentence I've heard in my whole life, and then responded with a laugh that was probably, <laughs> it's all the, it's, it's the, uh, it's the inhale that you got to do on the, on the road. Well, that's never a sentence I've even thought in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's, Got a lot yeah. of smoke to breathe through, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. O'Brien then shared on the on a few occasions that he had tried pot. Nothing really happened. The host wondered, though Rogan uh, w- uh, would have him smoke, particularly given that he owns the weed company Houseplant. So this is a bit of a, you know. <sighs> plug. A little yeah. bit of a plug. But anyway, he ended up doing it. Took a couple of drags yeah. right there in the air, you know, and... Uh, what are they going to do? Fire him? Yeah, you just have to sit there grooving on it. Can't do anything. Right. Anyway, that's a fun way to go out, I guess. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of old Letterman for some reason. Been watching um, YouTube, and uh, I went on this. So it's a long story, but I heard that Jack Hanna had uh, was in like mid-stage dementia stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy oh, that, that used to run the Columbus Zoo and come on there. Yeah, all the time. always brought the animals that uh, Letterman and he's hated. By far, my favorite <laughs> guest on that yes. show. Just yes, and he'd been doing it since the old, old late night days in the '80s, all the way up through until Dave retired. And uh, from the Late Show, and it was so it was always a treat when he would come on, and I loved it. And so I've been watching those again. And there's a channel on YouTube that is nothing but Jack Hanna appearances. That's all it is, and they're full appearances. So like the entire thing plus commercial, you know, be a commercial break oh, and then cool. whatever else yeah. he did. So yeah. if you're if you're only nostalgic for that stuff, you can go just watch that entire thing. And I was a gigantic Letterman fan uh, back in the day, but that final Letterman week was so much like melancholy from everybody who yeah. came on at least conan's you know kind of fooling it's around less, it feels less like a wake right like yeah. maybe because <laughs> like he's saying, maybe because he's not really going away he's gonna go do something else i don't know right he's not retiring like letterman yeah sort of did yeah yeah but Are i used to get be... another season of those those interviews he did on netflix like oh, the, i hope uh, so those letterman. were great those were great yeah, yeah. they were really good i would i would love that i want to see how his beard's doing anyway that'd be cool <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be down to his waist by now yeah <laughs> But he, I was so, I mean, this is, for those who haven't heard at home, and I've told this before, I think I have, but I was so into Dave that I would, uh, in high school, record the night's previous show on audio tape. So I'd watch it. I'd stay up and watch it, but I'd also have a little uh, tape recorder next to the speaker on the TV, and I would record the entirety of the show, minus commercials. I'd pause during commercials. Stay up way too late doing this because I'm not supposed to be up that late. I got school tomorrow. Didn't matter watched it and recorded it and then that next day i had like you know freaking walkman headphones in most of the day re-listening to the previous oh, day's like letterman you invented time shift listening before, yeah uh yeah i kind of did the, rest of the world had it and yeah. i loved it oh my gosh i loved it i still have those audio tapes somewhere and i think a couple of them are jack Hanna appearances but anyway if you want to know what really shaped my uh taste in comedy in the in the 80s and 90s uh, i was yeah. all about dave back then loved letterman uh, I used to have these arguments with my grandma because she loved Johnny Carson, just loved him. <laughs> and, like a who is better kind of thing? Yeah, and I was a dumb yeah. kid then, so I was arguing about nothing because now I have a lot of... I have a lot Letterman's of, edgy and cool. <laughs> I go, he's the curses for old people. You give it the times, grandma. Right. But now I know she was, she was right. To, he had a great yeah. career and Johnny's hugely influential and there's no Dave without him, so... There's no, there's, there's no reason you can't like both Carson and Letterman. Right, but I was a dumb kid, and you don't know things like that. Then you think you're, you got to take sides. 
That's why the internet's right. broken. We think we're arguing with people our age who are smart and intelligent and have grown up, but most of the time we're arguing with a 22-year-old who hasn't figured it out yet. And that's fine. Just remember that. That's how the internet works, everybody. Once you realize that you're probably talking to somebody who has not had the life experience you have, it's much easier just to let it pass. <laughs> let them swim yep. on by. Yep. All right. Here's a story about a woman. A woman. 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 Uh, she has jumped off. She jumped off the Epcot ride to steal a cucumber. Yeah, you heard. Yeah, I was looking at the the story. I can't figure out which the living with the land ride. I'm not sure which one that is. Because I've been to Epcot and I think I've ridden everything. There isn't a whole lot to ride in Epcot. There, you've got all the uh, the science and technology rides at the beginning, and then there are a couple of rides throughout the lands. But um, I think this is just I'm like the monorail familiar. thing, right? Is that what they mean when they say Epcot ride? Like, no, maybe no, I wrong. think it's it's called the land of the the land of uh, uh, living with the land ride. Oh, living with the land ride. Yes, it. Uh, it says uh, there's a. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to. This first part's stupid. Uh, okay, yeah. last weekend, a woman wearing a Minnie Mouse ears set, like a little head thing. Uh-huh. Jumped out of one of the boats in the Living with the Land ride, which she, which takes visitors through the Disney World greenhouses. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And plucked a cucumber from the vine. Oh, so she was just trying to get like a keepsake from the thing. Anyway, she then had trouble. Well, maybe being- she just wanted a cucumber. I don't know if she wanted a souvenir, but. Uh- <laughs> She's like, man, I could really go for a cucumber. I could really go for a fresh cucumber right now. Yeah, there's a few dirty minds in the chat are just waiting to explode. Of course, Calm of down course they are. Um, she had trouble getting back into the boat, had to be assisted by a man who was also in the boat. Uh, there was a TikTok video of this is what happened. It's been deleted since, so, uh, you can't get it there, but you can see it on YouTube and Twitter. It's still floating around. Nothing ever truly gets deleted. Uh, I don't have a copy of it, but anyway, why did she do this? WDW news today, the Disney parks website that originally posted the news item does not say feels like they are. They feel a little biased. You're the official Disney world news what is that? That isn't a news organization. That's just your PR no. department. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they weren't able to get any further information, though not for lack of trying. Uh, Brian, the host of the Disney News YouTube channel, Main Street Moments, uh, presents... <laughs> I'm trying not to be judgmental. I have here. all the news. Oh, here it is, by the way, if you're curious. Yeah? Let's hear it. I want to see it. It's right there uh, in our Discord chat. All if right. you jump to one minute and seven seconds, he's watching the the TikTok video and giving his play-by-play uh, reaction to it, which, you know, is so important. How far in, you say? Uh, one minute, seven seconds. All right, let's unmute him. Street moments. I vlog and have news videos and all kinds of things. So if you're new, make sure you subscribe. It's, it is amazing. Like, you go to these... Uh, and I have views okay, here she is. on my uh, vlog if I was there. So, yeah, she got... Here's the video. Watch this. Oh boy, yeah. She got off more than once. I, I like was that two times or three times? Okay. Oh, she falls <laughs> falls back on the boat too. I mean come uh, on. I shouldn't make fun. I should probably. I could probably be that dude in a different life if I had to take a job like that. But oh, the uh, it annoys the, me. The YouTuber guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you believe it? Look at the other lady. <laughs> yeah, she looked like she may be drinking. 
Maybe a little bit. Yeah, probably. It is amazing how um, how when you go to podcast conventions and stuff, there there could almost be an entire category of Walt Disney or Disneyland Disney World podcasts because there are so damn many. And and one of them, Walt Disney, oh, what is it called? The Traveler Disney or something like that, uh, used to win every year. Oh, yeah. The, the podcasting thing. Right. Uh, what was that called? Uh uh, ah, WDW right. News or something like that. But you could yeah. count on it every year. They were always, yes, they just exactly. won that. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I am so excited. Uh, next month, no, th- uh, well, yeah, next month, July, we're getting a a new series on Disney Plus hosted by The Rock, of course, because he's doing everything now for Disney, um, that takes you into, like, usually Disney is super protective of showing you the behind the scenes of their ride. They don't want you to see what what it looks like inside Space Mountain with the lights on mm-hmm. or the um, the machines that move your boat around in uh, um, sure. jungle cruise, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's they're doing a show. They're allowing him to do a show where they go behind the scenes of those rides. So they show you what, you know, how everything works in uh, uh, Haunted Mansion and uh, Jungle Cruise and all that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds great. Do you see That's this? Totally uh, the, the Jungle Cruise. Speaking of Jungle Cruise, there's this funny yeah. uh, sort of viral. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a viral marketing scheme, but it's also just kind yes. of been good fun. But watching <laughs> these two like battle, like whose face <laughs> is going to get cut out? I'm Top dying. billing, yeah, yeah, I'm dying. It's so funny because like her face is blocked by his torch in his, and <laughs> his face is behind a tree or whatever, and another one of hers, and it's. Uh, I think that's great. And it I have so, so cool. I have yeah. so little interest in that film. That yeah. this is actually working on me. It makes me go, oh, well, maybe I'll watch it. Seems like they're having fun. It totally is, yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to remember, I just saw something about what the next Disney ride that they're turning into a, or the next Disney, yeah, the next Disney ride they're turning into a movie after Jungle Cruise. And I immediately forgot what it was. Shoot. Log Flume. Uh, is, it, is it Splash Mountain? No, I doubt it. Uh, probably yeah. uh, something dumb, though. Like, uh, let's see. It'd be a Disney ride, uh, Space Mountain, maybe? Maybe, yeah. It seems like you can make a... Oh, it is. It is. There we go. Tower of Terror. Yeah, the, the Cliffy show oh. mentioned it. It's... Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, the Tower of Terror. So the um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's involved in this. Oh, my Lord. And she's going to be uh, starring in a movie based on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which, which in California has been turned into the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Wow. Yeah, it has. That's yeah. right. That's not even a thing anymore. It's not, not even a thing anymore. So this isn't to be confused with Disney's Tower of Terror from 1997, starring Steve Gutenberg. There was a Tower of Terror starring a Tower of Terror starring Steve Gutenberg. Really? And, uh, Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Uh, huh. I don't know that it did well. <laughs> um, oh, they're saying people in the chat room were saying it was a it was a TV movie that they did for. Uh, and that must have been the one with Gutenberg. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, ABC. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, it was still, go, was, was still based around the ride? It must have been. Yeah, right. I think so. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Oh, you mean classic, says <laughs> See <my laughs> Ender? Yeah, it's a classic, dude. Never even heard of it until can, right is now. Is the Tower of Terror movie with Steve Gutenberg available to watch on uh, any sort of streaming thing? I don't know. I don't know. Probably oh, not. I want, I want there to be. Oh, it's even got... Nia Peoples. Oh, Nia Peoples, Mario Van Peoples' daughter. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Melora Hardin from The Office. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a combo you want. You you. I just gotta, gonna... I, this has to be available on uh, Disney Plus, right? <laughs> Maybe Tower of Terror. Some, some stuff they're embarrassed about and they don't put up there. So I don't know. It's totally true. Yeah. It's a, no, it's not. Not there. Yeah. It does not appear to be on. Oh, I bet it's on YouTube. Yeah, probably. There's got to be a way to find this gem. This 97 gem. Um, all right. Well done. Uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, Bill Duran will be here. And also after that, we'll have some time with Steven Schleicher. But before all of that, a song from Brian. Yeah. Let's listen to a song. By the way, as I'm pulling this up, um, uh, more details to come. But uh, speaking of Disney and Disneyland and California Adventure, I'm going to be there at the beginning of August. We're going to do a little mini meetup. Maybe we can even get... Uh, Randy, or if Tom wants to make the long drive up, probably not, but Randy lives over there. Maybe we can get him to show up, but uh, a little mini meetup. That's mini, M-I-N-N-I-E meetup, uh, probably on the Monday, August 8th. Is it the 8th? August 8th. Uh, August 9th, it looks like. Monday night, August 9th, and uh, I'm doing a little quick solo trip out to to Disneyland to check out the Star Wars area, to check out the new Marvel, uh, the Avengers campus, all that stuff, so... Nice. Uh, if you're in that area and want to get together, please let me know. But uh, I'll have details and posted in the uh, uh, in the Facebook group. Nice. All right, let's talk about this band. We're going to Los Angeles for this one. Uh, this is a band called Analog Party. They have uh, a brand new album coming out. Um, this is the first single ahead of it. It's called Blind Driver. These guys are L.A.-based hard rockers, fierce blues-influenced riffs and rolling drum grooves underneath an impassioned and powerful vocal performance. Uh, love it. You will, too. Here's Blind Driver by Analog Party. Forget about our dead and future 
These creepy clowns are predicting the soon appearance of the Antichrist. Aren't you going to ask me what I'm wearing? This is the morning stream. You were right. Good memories can save your life. back a uh, quick note that it is tom Merritt's birthday today so happy yeah. birthday tom Merritt! uh kind of snuck up on me <laughs> to be honest yeah. i feel like we just had his his 50th which was the big deal to drive we were all gonna go well we were That's right we we're out. all gonna head out there yeah yeah we had this big party plan and then everything got sh- i mean it was shut down for real as of now so we couldn't go yeah. and it sucked it really sucked Anyway, I hope he has a great birthday uh, and uh, all that. Yes, Brian, that song again, that, please. Uh, that band again, uh, or that song again, Analog Party is the band. The song is called Blind Driver, a single brand new release from brand, brand new release from Analog Party. Is there, uh, is there a digital party that they compete with on the, on the road? <laughs> no. Yes, it's just one guy and a uh, drum machine. Oh, okay. Digital Party and Analog Party going head-to-head digital party, analog this summer. Party. Check yep, them out exactly. near you. <laughs> Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us from PunishProps.com, and he's here as he is every Monday talking about the world of makers and making things. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hello, I'm reporting live from the surface of the planet Crematoria, where oh. it's going to be 110 <laughs> degrees out today. Holy cow. Yeah, you guys are getting hit so hard with that. It's Holy the worst. It, pretty bad. And, and typically, you guys don't have a lot of air conditioning, right? So, because it's. Uh, I have exactly zero air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be gnarly. You'll be all sweating, yeah. just sitting there and looking all sweaty. You know, my, my car, my car has AC. I might have to go for a long time. <laughs> there you go. This yeah. is when your entire house turns into a stink bag. Yeah, no kidding. That is very true. Stink bag expands. Uh, I, you know, like um, it's funny you say that get in the car and drive. I've I've talked to a few people that we know out in that area who are literally doing that. They're just like, mm-hmm. you know what? We're going to do the Pacific Highway to, uh, this weekend or we're going to uh, go down and visit our friends and whatever. And. Uh, Visit our friends who have air conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, we had our own form of this a couple of weeks ago. We hit a high of 107, which we've never done in any recorded history this early in the year. Um, but we're sort of used to it. Like we get 90s to 100s in the summer, the deep summer. June usually I'm not, not. But I am not used. You to are it. absolutely not used to it or yeah. equipped for it. So I, I, I feel bad. No, like my, I, cat, my cats aren't used to it. No one's used. There got to be some old people there that are like. At real risk, you know, like yeah, yeah, it's a real yeah. Oh man, it's, it is nice and cool in my basement. I have a basement; it's about seventy six degrees down there. I'm probably just going to live down there today. Yeah, just do that. You're always down there anyway. You got this. I know. Yeah, yeah. just get a coke, a cold something. You know, put it up on your head, be all sweaty, get down to your skivvies. Perfect. You got this. Yeah, already there actually. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> That's I why we don't do video anymore. I by the way, ginger beer waiting for me. I got a cold ginger beer waiting. Oh, for me. oh yeah, I like ginger yeah. beers. Ginger beer is good. Uh, well, all right, Bill, it's good to have you here. Let's talk about... It's funny, my first ginger beer I ever had was given to me by Bill in uh, at BlizzCon. You know, remember oh, Bill? Oh, nice. Um, not was this it a Bill, Schweppes? Different Bill. No, it was... Uh, I don't remember. It was really good, though. Mm. And it, yeah. had a gin- it was a ginger beer, but I'd never had... The t- I never tasted it before. Yeah. I think partly because I thought it was an actual beer. Right. I'm not a drinking guy, but it's not a beer. It's just nope, called not that. alcoholic. Yeah, and it was really good, and we really liked it. And now I can't get find them. I can't find them sugar free. Anyway, I prefer ginger beer to ginger ale. 
Oh, in a heartbeat. 100% of the time. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I don't even like oh, yeah. ginger as a flavor normally, but in that right. context, I really like it. Yeah. Well, anyway, say Fever Tree or something is uh, Fever the, Tree, the brand I can get local. Yeah, well, they have was... sugar free. Why can't I think they have sugar free La- ginger ale and sugar free tonic water? But I'm not sure. Why can't I think of the bill, sure. Bill's last name of the Bill who gave it to us? We all know this Bill. It's not Bill Duran, but it's this other Bill. He's great. He's super nice. Always help with uh, getting our room set up out there. Oh. He's awesome, Bill. You know Bill. Bill. Damn it. He's probably still Bill. listening. And Bill, I can't remember your damn last name. So sorry. Apologize. But I do remember Bill Durant. Bill, let's get back to it here. Uh, what's going yes. on in the uh, world of uh, makers this week? Speaking of my chill basement, I got my dust collector installed. Yeah. Very excited about that. And I wanted to talk about dust collection. I know. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. You think you think Brian's addiction to Marvel uh, figurines is bad? Wait till you hear about his dust collection. Oh, Your man. dust yeah. collection uh, addiction is uh, yeah. stuff of legend. Yeah. And millions of particles. Uh, so <laughs> dust collection is important. Anytime you do work that produces fine particles, usually like flung up in the air, so any kind of sanding, if you're hand sanding something or if you have a power sander or if you use a rotary tool, you're kicking dust up in the air. It causes a mess. It gets on everything. But also dust is a safety concern. You really don't want to breathe any of that. So a dust collector collector is uh, generally some kind of vacuum that pulls the dust out of the air for you while you're producing, like right in the moment. You don't create the dust, let it settle on the ground, and then sweep it up. No, 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 no. You get it at the source. Yep. Uh, So if any of your work produces dust, the very least you can do is just, like, set up the hose from your vacuum cleaner and try and catch as as much of it as possible. Uh, But something that's really great and something I recommend for a lot of new makers, especially if you have, like, small things that you use a rotary tool on, just get a box, like a cardboard box or a big Tupperware bin or whatever that has an open side. So one side of it's open so you can reach into it. So like the lid of your Tupperware box or, or whatever. And then you cut a hole to jam your vacuum in there. So you have this box that's like a big vacuum area. And then you can just work in there and everything stays in the box and the excess gets pulled out of the vacuum. Right. Uh, Something I super recommend, again, if anyone, like, getting into crafting, I recommend everyone gets a rotary tool, and then I think the next thing you should do is probably find a way to clean up the mess that you make with the rotary tool. Mitigation, yeah. Well, I got a, so I have a cautionary tale I can add to this. Uh, My Mm -hmm. father-in-law, who is uh, the nicest person you'll ever meet on this planet, but also a avid uh, and accomplished uh, worker of wood. Um, he used to like he used to get contracted when they lived in the south to go into New Orleans and and like go to these really fancy old um, you know mansions plantation style things and redo huge swaths of them like all the woodwork or the the hearth work around the fireplaces this kind of stuff anyway he had a shop and it did a ton of work in there and for a long time had not the best <clears throat> system of ventilating dust or collecting dust <clears throat> so he su- he sucked in a fair amount, I think, of wood shavings and particulates uh, for a lot of years there. And now he's 72. He has constantly, there's there's something in his throat 24 hours. Oh, that sucks. And it's not like to the point of like, oh, it's, you know, it's not like full-blown disease or anything. But it's, it's a chronic condition that, uh, you know, puts him at risk of all sorts of things. Like when COVID was at its most rampant, he was... He was definitely more at risk given his, you know, respiratory 
not blockage, but he definitely breathes funny. He has to clear his throat every two seconds. Like it's all from that. So this is like serious business. If you're really thinking of getting into this and you want to like, you know, not end up with wood lung or chip lung or whatever the hell, whatever you want to call it, uh, as you get older, then this is this is definitely the thing to do. And in your case, you got all kinds of stuff. It's not just wood. You got like True, you know, yeah. plastic. And you want to be and- careful, especially with things like metals, like fine metal dust. Uh, if you breathe that in, it stays in your body until you die. It's just there forever. Yeah. There's no getting it out. So the only way to keep that from happening is to keep it out in the first place. Yeah. Uh, another thing you can make is something called a, dra- a downdraft table. Um, basically, it's like a... A box that's I built one recently. It's about um, I think it's 15 inches by 10 inches, and then it's only like three inches deep. It's this little box. Top of it has a bunch of holes poked in it, and I have a vacuum attached to the side of it. So it's this this wide sort of attachment for the end of my vacuum, really. But it's this wide box that I do my work over, and as the dust falls anywhere near that box, it gets pulled into it. Mm. You can make a really big one if you do a lot of sanding like um like if you do a lot of woodworking you're sanding large be- pieces of wood it's great if you could work over the a big downdraft table so that every bit of dust that falls off that just gets pulled right up right away and it wants to fall down mm-hmm. so that's why the table is really useful is is there a and you might be already planning on talking about this but is there a a, a method or a, a way you can set these things up so that not only do they work for dust because I'm sanding 3D prints and stuff like that all the time and dremeling and blah, blah, blah. But also want something where I can do some um, spray paint overflow I mitigation think, as well. I I would, I would You would want to look that up. I think you want to um, vent any spray paint stuff outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the can I, I don't think that dust can I vote to move the dust outdoors too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just 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 blow all your sanding oh. <laughs> dust at your neighbor's house. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. See no reason. Um, so I, I see think, no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would I can't um, exactly think why, but I, I think you yeah. want to make sure that all this the CFCs things. and everything goes get sent outside. Yeah, yeah that, that makes seems sense. that seems uh, wise. If, now, if you're planning on making bigger messes, which I do. Uh, you do want to get a proper dust collector. Um, I have several larger powered dust making machines like a bandsaw, a drill press, and I have five or six sa- powered sanding tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, having a bigger machine makes a lot of sense. I have a dedicated dust collector. It's like a giant vacuum uh, that doesn't move. You just store it in the shop somewhere. Uh, and then I've run a, a large hose, like a four-inch diameter hose, from the collector across the ceiling and then down to the tools that need it. Uh, I set up a couple of splits so I can send the suction wherever it needs to go. And I set up uh, blast gates so that you can turn the suction off of one hose compared to the other so that the hose that you're using has all the suction. Uh, if, you, if you're getting into dust collectors, it's a, it is a rabbit hole. So if you're like um, setting up your shop, I know like Mark... Uh, the Wood Whisperer and a bunch of other people, especially woodworkers, are really have, have videos that have covered dust collecting <laughs> exhaustively. So yeah. I recommend checking that out if you're getting into it. I like the term. I like the used exhaustively because you're really Exhaust- trying to create yeah, an exhaust. Exhaustively is well, well played. Yeah, well said. Uh, and then also I have a dust filter in my shop um, in the main dust making area. It is a, a machine it's just a box that i hang from the ceiling that has a filter on it and it pulls air through and uh, it's got a timer so i'll say hey 
Uh, I'm done in the shop, but there's dust everywhere. I'm going to turn this dust filter on for an hour, let it run, and then I'm not going to stand in this room. And that collects more of the fine particles that linger in the air. And that's the stuff that you really... Because you might put a dust mask on while you're using the sander, right? Yeah. And then you go work on something else. You tuck, take your dust collector off. All that, those fine particles are still chilling in the air. Uh, so it's really great to be able to turn on the filter for an hour, and then I go to another room while it takes care of it. Can you take the? Can you? Is it like a little thing you just pull out and you know replace or clean or whatever in that thing? Is yeah, that, I don't know how those. It work. has a. Uh, it's a it's a box, but one end of it has the actual um, replaceable filter. So gotcha. you just pop that thing off, put a new one on. That's like AC or whatever. This isn't bad. Yeah. By the way, bad advice for. You know, a lot of people just don't think about it. My wife always remembers, and I never do. But every year when we're about to use AC again, so usually now, but we've had to before now. But but right around the end, you know, the beginning, middle, or whatever of June when things get really hot, uh, before any of that, she goes down there and swaps the the air filter on the entire uh, HVAC system because whether you knew it or not, you collected a ton. That's the whole point of that filter, right? Is that you collect oh, yeah. a ton of stuff. Right. And it's just covered. It's like a big black nightmare. Oh, throw, it's horrible. Throw that thing yeah. out and put a fresh one in. Yeah. Probably mostly you. It's probably mostly <laughs> yeah. human it's, skin particles. It's some Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly yeah. me. It's my skin and my hair yeah. and my air. Yeah, probably some dog fur. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Scott fur. Throw that in there. Um, yeah, but the, you know, just in general, just, you know, it's, all, it's the only air you got, man. You got to take care of it the best you can. Yep. So good advice, Bill. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for more, uh, always punishprops.com. But in the meantime, probably a bonus link of some sort for us this week. Certainly. Got a video um, from our friends over at Tested. Norm did a really cool project. He calls it his 3D printed anatomical cross section. So he got a, uh, a model of like a, a statue and then used mesh mixer to slice it into pieces and then print the parts in different lit. Like print one part solid, print one part. <sighs> transparent it's really cool oh, wow. wow this is so cool that's cool like a like a cutaway head cutaway of this thing mm-hmm uh that's and awesome. the uh technical stuff norm did in mesh mixer to slice these things up it is very low impact so if this is something interesting and folks have a 3d printer at home i recommend giving it a shot like he added a skull to it um and punched a skull out of one side uh not as hard as you think it might be. So I, I, if this looks interesting, I say give it a shot. Yeah. Wow. Plus Norm's awesome. Really like that. Norm's yeah. the best. Yeah. He is the best. Um, all right. Excellent stuff. Bill, as always, uh, thank you for being here. And uh, everyone, do check out PunishProps.com, the YouTube channel, and everything else, and wear your dust masks. Bill, mm-hmm. have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye now. Bye. Oh, I have to remove him. All right. He's now removed. I have removed him. He's been, he's been ejected. Ejected. He's been ejaculated. We've ejaculated him from the show. jeez. Oh, it kind of works, right? It still works. Uh, I mean, what is the technical term? I don't want to look it up. Uh, booted. <laughs> booted is the technical term. Right. But if you, but if like what's, what's uh, in those Harry Potter novels, you always hear. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Ron ejaculated. Yeah. But it usually just means he yelled or yelled. Watch out, Hermione, Ron ejaculated. Yeah, there it is. Stephen Schleicher. Stephen Schleicher. <laughs> Maybe Stephen knows. Stephen, what do you what do you know? I don't know what conversation I walked in on, but you're both horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you know we tell you sometimes it's just whatever. We have to talk yeah. about these things. It's important stuff. 
Um, hey, oh, my daughter's in the chat. I should shut up. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Stephen. Hey, look who it is. He was hey, not here uh, last week because he was busy with. Uh, I can't believe you got a kid old enough PMV. for a freaking. Uh, what the heck? How old is he? Fourteen. He's fourteen. Fourteen years old. All right, y'all the start early dead. there. We don't do that till fifteen here. How come you guys get a starter? Yeah, so he gets a, um, a learner's permit at age of fourteen, but you still have to either go in and take the test, yeah. which we spent Monday at the DMV, and he failed, so we had to go back on Tuesday. He passed. Um, so then he's also now today starting driver's ed, which also includes a driver's component, but that means that he doesn't have to take the test at driver's ed. And he got a little bit of driving time in before that. When he turns 15, he'll get his, um, what's it called, limited driver's license or the, uh, you know, the one that he can drive back and forth to school. And then when he turns 16, he gets the full driver's permit. Now, the main reason for the learner's permit is just to get kids used to that. Although, if you are in the state of Kansas, if you're 14 and you have your 50 hours of uh, driving in, then you can get what's called a, uh, it's like a farmer's permit which allows you to drive your oh, cars tractors. and machinery on the yeah. farm and go. And now this time of year, we're just about ready to start harvest. It also allows you to drive the trucks back and forth from the uh, fields to the co-op to drop off your grain. Are you guys getting hit with this uh, uh, heat he, he wave thing? We had 107 the same day that you had 107, but we've had rain the last couple of days so it's only been in the 70s and 80s last friday it was a hundred something but right, it hasn't well, been super bad we gotta we, we gotta, haven't we haven't hit 114 yet we gotta we gotta protect that bread basket man you guys are out there making uh whatever you're doing you know you got stuff to make <laughs> yeah corn, you know wheat right. wheat <laughs> corn i don't know whatever corn, yeah yeah why not yeah. you build it they will come so it's good to have you here uh, of course uh well whatever it's being a parent and having your kids start driving is just a weird time so uh, our not as not as sold. stressful, not as stressful as I thought it was going to be, because he's like, Dad, I want to get some driving in before the driver's ed class starts. So I don't feel like a complete idiot. Yeah. And we went out and he actually did pretty good. There's only a couple of times where I really had to yank on the uh, steering wheel to get him in the right spot. But um, he's he's been pretty good at it. <laughs> I don't awesome. know if you guys had that did that had that problem. If yes. you uh, taught I mean, your kids that my stuff. kids were just stoked and they couldn't wait but they can't start till they're 15 for learner's permit and then mm. 16 for the license and i mean it's just shifted a year i guess it's the same process but yeah. yeah there were different levels of excitement like taylor could not wait it was day one and then every did any time there was an advancement to make toward this goal of having her own license and driving she was on it nick was a little more me eh, whatever yeah. i'll get there and he did and it's fine but carter hates driving hates it and so she currently just has a state issued id not an actual mm-hmm. driver's license and so she just well before covid it was all public transit and us schlepping her around um but uh but yeah she's like she's not she hates it she hates driving i'll let her explain in the chat why she hates it so much but she hates yeah some it. some people really do and and it's interesting that people around um your daughter's age and um uh, your boy's age, which I forgot his name off the Nick, top of my head. Nick, Nick, Nick yeah, yeah. Town uh, for some yeah. reason, they just, there's not a big rush for a lot of them to want to get driver's licenses. Whereas when we were kids, it was, well, I grew up in a rural town. So driver's license was the only way you could go and have any kind of freedom. Yeah. And it felt like you had, it felt like this huge step in your, in your growing up, right? Like it was this yeah, moment of, yeah, yeah. oh, I can drive now. This but there is- were also a lot fewer cars on the road yeah. and you weren't driving 75 on the interstate. Right. And also, well, I don't know. I just think, Cars, lusting after cars the way we were when we were kids, the way we were just like, oh, I got to get a Mustang, mm-hmm. got to get a Firebird mm-hmm. or whatever. 
I just don't know if that's in them anymore. I don't think kids get all work, partly because it's so out of their range. Like, you can't just yeah. go spend $2,000 on a fixer-upper and enjoy yourself. You're going to have to spend fifteen grand on a fixer-upper and enjoy yourself. Right. Like, right. like <laughs> houses or lucky. anything else. We've we like we been trying to price cars, and it's like, oh, yeah, $17,000. That's, that's a good starting spot. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So, kid, I don't kid, know. It's a good thing that a couple of businesses here actually hire kids at 14 because that kid needs to start working. Yeah. Well, and also, when he's... Uh, when you're too old and you start white knuckling into trees and stuff because you're old, he'll have to drive you around. See, so this I've already I've already threatened them with the diaper changes. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you change my diaper. All right. Um, hey, uh, let's get to it. We're going to talk about some stuff. So you at the top of this thing, you mentioned a bunch of stuff about astro, uh, astro photography tri- uh, yeah. tips, rather, yeah. which you're doing a whole bunch of. What what brought... I didn't know you were doing oh, this. Oh, it was so last week, for those of you who didn't listen to last Monday's uh, episode where... Um, uh, man, I'm t- terrible with names. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill was on. He was talking about doing the nature photography. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been doing a lot of astrophotography in the last year and a half. Not so much during COVID, uh, but I've been doing a lot of astrophotography. And it's really something that's kind of relaxing if people want to get out and explore the night sky. Mm-hmm. And right now is the start of the summer uh, targets. And one of the biggest targets that is very easy for anyone to go out and shoot is the Milky Way. Um, because it's very prominent in the night sky. Depending on when you go out, you can get a straight up and down shot of uh, the Milky Way. And um, depending on where you live, you can get some really amazing photos. So like for you, Scott, I would go down to Monument Valley and and just shoot the crap out of the Milky Way this time of year. And it's super easy because you don't need anything special. You can just go out with a digital SLR and you can, with a wide enough lens, uh, I think the image that you're showing right there, I shot with a 14 millimeter lens, Mm -hmm. uh, although you can do this with a 24 millimeter lens as well. A lot of the stock cameras that you have, Mm -hmm. um, you can do this with and just prop it up on a tripod. Point it at the night sky. I, I would use a uh, intervalometer, you know, or a trigger that you can, uh, where you're not touching the camera when it goes off. And then you can just shoot the night sky and do a timed exposure. Now, depending on the type of lens that you're using, you can do something called the 500 rule, which is a really good rough estimate. So you just take your focal length. So in the case of a 14 millimeter lens, you take 500 divided by your focal length. And that tells you how long you can open up the shutter before you start to get star trails because the earth is moving and the stars move. And so you're going to get blurs. So for about a 14 millimeter lens, you can do about a 30 second exposure. And that will get a pretty good image. Uh, If you want to get an even better image, which the image again you were showing, Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, using stacked photos. So what you do is you take a bunch of photos and then you use a a piece of software called Deep Sky Stacker. And then you can stack all these images together uh, and then do some further processing in Photoshop to bring out the contrast and the brightness of of those areas. So it's it's really fun and it's really easy to do, especially right now with the Milky Way. And then, you know, if you wanted to go and do other things, we can talk about that in, you know, future episodes or whatever. Mm. But it's it's super fun. The biggest problem that I think people are going to have, especially for both you and uh, Brian, where you're at now, is light pollution. Mm. Yeah. And you guys, I'm guessing you can go and look up the Bortle, B-O-R-T-L-E, mm-hmm. uh, scale of your area, and that'll tell you how much light pollution you have. Uh, ideally, you want to be in a zero but that's really hard to get to uh but if you can get to two or less uh for your Bortle rating uh then you can get some pretty good images i think we can from where i live i think i can get to a place that's got so much less 
light pollution within a, a 15 20 minute drive yeah yeah and and that's and that's fairly easy uh, where I live I'm I'm literally at a Bortle seven in my town which is really surprising mm. but again I can drive 15 minutes south which is what I did for this image uh, and I did that at like three in the morning and uh, just shot a bunch of those those images yeah well you're right about monument actually even like parts of there's parts of St George where you can get up on some bluffs and and just see for ever <laughs> like there's some really good opportunities for that stuff but this is an amazing shot like i don't know if i've oh, seen you. anything quite like this in a while so what you're saying is flat earth confirmed that's what you're getting at that's the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right well we were all been duped everybody flat earth the whole time that's what it always was and uh he's helped confirm it uh anyway hey well let's move on to some other stuff here uh you wanted to mention at least uh, so everybody knew since we played a little bit of this on stream the Demio Realm of the Rat King is out today. Oh, out today. Cannot wait for this because, number one, it's a new module for those of you that have been playing Demio on your Oculus. Also, supposedly, I don't, I haven't checked on this, but if you are someone that has a Rift, uh, Demio for the Rift is also supposed to come out today as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, Realm of the Rat King is another module for this. It includes new monsters, and it also includes new tile sets to where you're now in the sewers instead of oh. in a dungeon. So you get a bunch of that stuff going on today. And best of all, if you already own Demio, which, Scott, I know you don't because you haven't bought a new uh, headset yet. <laughs> nope. All right. No new, no new yet. Quest yet. yet. Uh, this is this is a free update. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's I like, cool. I like Good. free so updates. So not charging for the DLC. Nope. I thought they were in early access, do? but I guess I, I I've only seen the stuff that Demio put up on their um, up on their twi- uh, Twitter stream uh, recently. Uh, I have got to put I've got to install it later today as soon as I go pick up the boy from um, Driver's Ed. We're going to we're going to play this afternoon together and uh, have some fun. Yeah, they got uh, for for there. I have tons of emails asking me when's the desk when's the straight up desktop non VR version coming out. That is something they're still working on as well. And they they have mentioned that they're working on it. but They don't have a they don't have a release. date Right now now they're showing off, you know, future tile sets like there's one that might take place in a city and another one in a forest location. So those are things that they're showing. Yeah, right that's now. pretty cool. When they oh, do that, though, if you already own the the uh, the Steam version, that'll just be a free update when that happens. Mm-hmm. Watch mm-hmm. for that. Uh, cool recommendations in the comics world. So I, I real quick, I've been reading or I read the White Knight stuff. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. I thought that was an amazing run. And uh, it's weird how I wrote, read those two. Uh, out of order but now that artist i forgot his name he's one of my favorites now i gotta look for everything he's ever done i really that dude should draw batman until he's dead it's fantastic um but i can't remember his name but he wrote and and uh illustrated that whole white knight series hold on hold on on. yeah if you've got i meant to have it here and i feel bad when i rave about an artist in comics and i don't know their damn name but he's great and i loved him and i would read it again uh, but if you're looking for like specifically a DC recommendation, if you have the Infinite app, uh, the White Knight uh, series, and that's fine. Oh, no, I can't hear you guys. Hold on just oh. a second. Oh, no. Oh, we've been muted. We've been muted. Hold on. White Knight <laughs> DC. All right, oh, but I fine. can't hear anything. What's I don't know. On? Can you hear us? Can you hear us now? We can hear you. Yeah. Oh, you can't hear us. I don't know what's that's going what on. That's what you need to talk. <laughs> <You> can't hear <laughs> no. Here oh, no. Well, I can hear you on the speakers. I don't know. Oh, I don't know weird. if you're going to get echo on that, but I can uh, hear you on the speakers. You're totally fine. Uh, I got a question though. So I'm reading that White Knight, right? And I'm loving it, uh, or have loved it. My question to you is: Has the Joker always been known as Jack Napier when he's not the Joker, or is that a different 
Oh, um, no. Let's okay. just say that. All right. And leave it at that. Okay. It, it's one of those things that happened along the um, uh, the killing joke. Yeah. And also around the time of the Batman movie. Okay. Fair enough. Sean Murphy is who I was looking for. Sean Murphy both wrote and illustrated this White Knight series. And his work is fan freaking tastic. That guy is. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I love his art. I could. uh, He does a thing with Batman's collar that won't work in live action, but it looks so good on the page. (laughs) It's so bad. Well, back in 1989, you couldn't do a Batman's cowl like you could the comic books in live action. That's true. Um, All right, moving on. But here's something. Yeah. Are you? Do you like? uh, Do you like True Grit? Did you like the movie and the book? Oh, I love True. I've never read the book. Of course, he did. Come on now. I love. I I love the all the the, talk that he does about that other movie. Right. I didn't know how he felt about true. No, I love, look, I love Westerns period, but I really love the newer one. I'm not really don't care for the sixties one. Just not that into that era of Westerns. It's not really my jam, but, uh, the true grit, the, the Coen brothers, true grit is one of my favorite mm-hmm. modern Westerns. All I right. freaking love it. So what if true grit, but with Supergirl? So oh, I'm in Supergirl woman of tomorrow. Number one was out a couple of weeks ago. Issue number two should be out in another couple of weeks. Uh, but this is a story where Supergirl is 21 years of age. She wants to go, uh, you know, get get drunk. And um, she goes to a planet that has a red sun. Well, she gets to play the Rooster Cogburn character. And uh, a, a young girl, father is murdered, and she's on a quest to go and bring this, this guy down. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes into a bar and finds Supergirl and asks her to um, to take revenge. And so it's basically True Grit in space with Supergirl, and um, it is awesome. And I mean, the artist by El, uh, uh, Bill Quisevoli, who is awesome. She's a Brazilian um, artist, and I highly recommend Superwoman, uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow from DC Comics. That sounds great. Is that out new, or what's the deal? That is out. That's brand new, so it's not on Unlimited yet. Okay. But it, it's that. totally worth uh, going out and get a physical copy just for the art alone. is just fantastic. But I think you're really oh, yeah. going to dig the story. And that's how it was pitched. It was pitched with uh, True Grit, but with Supergirl. I'm all in on this. This looks great. I'm not even a Supergirl. Like, I don't really follow her arc, but uh, I could be convinced. It's got that damn dog on the cover. So, you know, there's it's that. got crypto, crypto in it. And yeah. if you uh, don't like uh, animal abuse, there's a little bit of that going on here, too. Oh, oh geez. Really? All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Let's say the bad guys show how bad they are. All right. I will. Uh, yeah. I will definitely be checking that out. I've I've just been in major. Every night I'm reading comics and um, can't That's stop. Good. Yeah, it's just part of yeah. it. It's just in my blood right now, and I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, there was one. I have I a. Started, I have an. Oh yeah, go ahead. Animated movie recommendation. Oh yeah, what do you got? So many people may remember the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale uh, Batman: The Long Halloween. Oh, just yeah. a great uh, comic book. So There's good. bits and pieces of that uh, book that were incorporated into the Dark Knight movies. Mm-hmm. And now it's an animated movie. It's coming out in two parts. The first part, Batman the Long Halloween, came out um, last Tuesday. So it's available now in digital and Blu-ray DVD. Part one. And it is a really good adaptation of the comic book series. So mm-hmm. if people are looking for uh, some stuff that is not, uh, you know, Zack Snyder's Batman, mm-hmm. go and see what, what Warner Brothers Animation is doing with Batman the Long Halloween Part 1. I watched it last week. Really good. Pretty faithful to the... Uh, to the uh, comic books, you can kind of see where they've made a few changes, and and they kind of, I think, maybe give a little bit too much away as to who Holiday, the Holiday Killer, is mm-hmm. in the first part. But uh, part two won't come out until I want to say it's January uh, for the second part of the movie. So here's what's great: the cast in this thing. Um, mm-hmm. J- Jensen Ackles plays Batman. He's actually pretty good. Um, you know, everybody yep. wants. He played. Uh, 
He played Jason Todd in the Under the Red Hood movie. Oh, right, right, right. That was great. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, Josh Duhamel is Harvey Dent. Where's Harvey Dent? Well, he's right there. Uh, Troy Baker is the Joker again. Troy Baker's been doing a killer job kind of picking up where Mark Hamill left off in terms of that that characterization. He's very good. So Troy Baker's killing it with that. Here's my favorite part of this cast, though. Um, David Dash Malachain, however you say his name. He's in the new. He's in the upcoming Suicide yeah, Squad as the. He's Polka played Dot by Man. that guy that uh, looks a little bit like John Turturro. Yes, just a weird looking dude. So he's yeah. the polka dot guy in the new movie. In this, he's Calendar Man, the voice of. So mm-hmm. I'm playing two okay. oddball freaking villains that no one cares about. I love That's it. That's cool. Love it. And then Jack Quaid, uh, offspring of Randy Quaid and Meg Ryan, um, Alberto Falcone, and then Titus Welliver as Carmine Falcone. How great is that? That's so great. Yeah. I, I think you might have said Randy Quaid. I think you meant Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Oh, this, I'm sorry. I meant Dennis. <laughs> You're right. I meant I, Dennis. I might have heard you wrong, but I think, I think you said Randy Quaid. I meant the now, less the, uh, crazy Quaid. The only yeah. sad part about the voice acting is uh, Catwoman is played by Naya Rivera, mm. who passed away uh, last oh, year, remember, right. in the drowning accident. Uh, with oh, her with her son, yes. so what? but she does a really great Catwoman in this. Oh, that but really bummed me out to hear yeah. that. Oh, that's terrible to hear that. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. She's too young. She's only thirty three. Yeah, she was out. She did a boating. Uh, she went out boating with her son, and oh. she didn't return. And um, and I don't know if they found the body, but I just remember it was kind of a big deal because it was almost a year ago that that happened. That's a real bummer. All right. Dang it. Well, all right. I'm, I'm curious to hear her characterization as well. But yeah, very excited about this. I, I would have probably seen it already had I uh, remembered that part one was out. But I, uh, I'll get on that. I'll rectify that situation. Anyway, uh, so that's a thing. That's pretty cool. Uh, do you when is two part two out again? Did you say I want to say it comes out in like January, February, somewhere around that. It's about six months from now. So OK, that's maybe not it's so a little bad. bit longer than that. But. I kind of wish it was all at once. But hey, what are you going to do? Well, it's a, I mean, it's already almost a two hour movie as is. They did the same thing with um, The Dark Knight Returns. They released that in two parts. And it's, it's well, I'm glad that they did because then you get to tell the whole story. It's not like had they had to keep this to two hours, they would have had to cut out some holidays. Mm-hmm. They would have had to cut out some of the explanation as to what's going on with Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So by making this a two part movie, they're actually able to keep more of the story in there and expand in areas that they need to. Um, it just hit me because I'm dumb. Uh, Jensen Ackles is not just the voice of Batman, and and you said under the red hood, uh, he's mm-hmm. he's freaking Dean Winchester from Supernatural. Duh, he's one yeah. of the brothers. Duh, yeah. duh. All right, he's in the boys too. Coming up, he plays Soldier Boy in the boys. Oh, yeah, he's cool. That- I like him. He's a handsome man. This guy, <laughs> a very handsome, handsome man. If I was a lady, I'm just saying, or a gay man, I'm you know, you know what I'm saying. All right, Stephen, uh, I think that'll uh, be it for today. Anything else going on on the side or network you'd like the fine folks at home to glear their I ears think to? with as hot as it is, especially for our friends in the Pacific Northwest, the most important thing that I can tell you this week is to stay hydrated. Oh, really? Wow. This is, yeah. new, this is new information. All right, uh, we'll do that. We'll see you later. Bye. All right. Yeah. Brian, I bring you to the uh, mashup edition of the show where we're going to talk about the origin of something. Okay. All right. And this was created by Jamie before his surgery, so we got a few of these to go through. Still, we uh, continue to wish him a quick heal uh, from his uh, surgery. It's no fun having your your whole arm uh, rendered uh, useless for no, a while. No kidding. So we hope that continues to go well for him. Um, this is one of those origin stories where we explain a thing that comes up on the show a lot. 
And as people know, I tend to mention Mad Max Fury Road a lot on this show. So he decided to dig up the origin of that. I assume, I assume he just means sort of the beginning. The origin of, it. of Ma- this is when Scott invented Mad Max yeah. Fury Road. I love it. Yeah. I, this is a- this is before you know George Miller came to me and said, "Can I borrow your idea and all that?" Uh, right. But here it is. Let's play it now. So we're talking about Fury Road, which uh, Mm -hmm. marks the return of the venerable director, George Miller, to his roots. His roots being this post-apocalyptic hellscape that was Mad Max, then Road Warrior, then Beyond Thunderdome. So I'm here to tell you people, and I am not, I promise you this is not laced with hyperbole. I actually mean this. I don't think I've seen a cooler, more inventive, more energetic, and more nakedly original film in maybe 10 years. It's maybe been a decade that I have been this blown away, and I couldn't tell you the next movie up to that. What else do I have to even say? There's no other movie that I can even compare this to. It's in my top five films of all time, period. It just squeaked right in there and said, look at me! And it blew my mind. And when I saw the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes at like 98%, I thought, there's no way this lives up to the hype I have for this thing. There's Mm -hmm. no way I'm going to go in there and think it's as great as I'm going to be. And they ended up showing me things I've never seen before. They gave me visuals that were both practical and non-CGI, but mind-blowing in ways I never expected to be mind-blown. My mind has never been blown quite like that. Mm -hmm. There are scenes when they fight in the desert that are so creative that I bet you Rube Mm -hmm. Goldberg himself rolled out of his grave and said, how the hell did you do that? I want to go back right now and watch it again. It is so, that's what I mean though. That world is so thick and rich with story and and texture, but you're not having, have to have any of it told to you. You're just seeing it, soaking it in, filling in the gaps and that whole chrome thing and the silver spray paint. Witness me! And Nicholas Hout, I bow his ability to be the craziest yeah, the freak show in the world. Uh, I loved his whole arc. Everything about him, freaking loved it. And I cannot <laughs> wait to see it again and again and again. I'm so all in. Cool. I want more. I want to read all about it. I want to buy books about it. I want to buy it on Blu-ray the second it's available. <laughs> I want to, hell, I want to go pirate it. <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> for the record, I never pirated it. I never did that. <laughs> so, you know, forget her for, for ill. I never, I never followed through on my piracy idea. No, but, you know, this is good proof that it's like your your initial review has still stood the test of time for you. You haven't said, you haven't come up with a new movie. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road was great. But but holy cow, uh, Jenny and Flo go to Mara Del Vista or whatever that thing is called. That, <laughs> that completely one. blows my <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road review out of the water. Yeah, I mean, the closest we've come is uh, Blade Runner 2049, and it... And it's right up there for all the yeah. same reasons. It's up there, yeah. but yeah. it's not past it. Nothing is. Right. Nothing's past it. Nothing's past it. Yeah. Claire Gax says, "Have you seen the black and white edition?" Absolutely, I have. I, I own the chrome or the black and chrome edition as well. Well, I have the double pack Blu-ray. What I don't have yet is the 4K Blu-ray, which I know is going to blow some minds. But I didn't have a 4K TV, 4K TV for a long time, so sure, sure. kind of didn't have a reason to. But I got to I got to pick that up. And mine upscale is pretty good, but. I've seen both of those multiple times. I found a count total. It's probably, we're probably in the, I don't know, got to be pushing 20, 30 times. Wow. I love it so much. <laughs> all right. But you all know that. You knew this. Yeah. There's in. no surprise uh, for anybody. Yeah. No one's shocked here. If you're shocked, what's wrong with you? Okay, that's it for the show. Big thanks to everybody for listening and supporting us at patreon.com slash TMS. Please continue to do that. There's rad stuff to get, and only way you get it is by signing up over there. You can always send us your feedback, thoughts, comments, whatever, themorningstream at gmail.com. 
If you have a better use for the word ejaculate, I'd love to hear it. So send it <laughs> in. The morning stream at gmail.com. You know, Carter is all embarrassed in the chat, but I got bad news for her. She doesn't exist without a good ejaculation, if you don't understand. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I did. I think, I just, she just hung up. I think she just closed Twitch and uh, deleted the deleted her account and said, that's it. I'm done. Thank you. All three of my kids don't exist without that. I, it, it's just true. I know it's weird. It sounds weird, but, you know, it's it's just true. Tristan doesn't exist without, you know. No, it's uh, true. A little it's bit true. of the old. I just, uh, I, just don't, I just don't feel like I need to remind him. <laughs> I don't need I don't need those visuals in my head of my parents, and I don't want to put those visuals in in Tristan's head about his parents. Uh, all right, whatever. What, what what are you gonna do? Let's move on to be done. Uh, Brian, do you have a? We got to play a song. You got you got a thing lined I up? Do yes, I all do. Right. This one's going out to Erica Lustig. She says uh, this is short and sweet. This is a request for a birthday song from my lovely children on the occasion of their birthdays. I love you guys. I'm so proud of you both. Happy birthday. Love mommy. Oh, I love hearing that. That's Erica, adorable. you're so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Uh, so let's get to some uh, a, a, a great Disney cover that is probably going to be kind of on the harder edge, but I think they're still going to love it. Uh, this is a cover by Stellar Cart from the 2011 EP, A Whole New World. This is their cover of the song from Beauty and the Beast, Be Our Guest. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test, tie your napkin around your neck, Sheree, and we'll provide the rest. Sure, your heart on turns while the only lips are served, try the grace of its delicious, don't believe me, ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance, after all, miss, this is France, and a dinner here is never second best. Go on, fold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambe We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared No one's gloomy or complaining while the flower's entertaining I tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks And it's all in perfect taste that you can bet Come on and lift your glass, you want your own free pass To be our guest, be our guest, be our guest This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this 
at frogpants.com. Ja, der große heilige Martin. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.